He just sent 33 billion in militarized aid to Ukraine. Some central banks are reporting losses. We are now seeing flash crashes. Let's get into our crypto news because it is good. Pelosi can go into a war zone to check on Ukraine, but hasn't been able to take a plane ride down to our southern border all year long. Rosie Rios had issued more currency than anyone in history. Pretty sure that's why she sits on Ripple's board too. If you're a snowflake that gets offended, then you've probably already left anyway. So good luck. God bless. Listening on the podcast, I appreciate everyone far and wide. We're trying to reach out to you across this planet. What an amazing time to be alive. This is Rosh Hashanah, the start of a new year. Uh, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, this is the Jewish New Year. Uh, today is Rosh Hashanah. We just concluded the Shemitah year, the seven-year cycle. Okay, we have made it through, but the chaos is not over. I'm going to break it down here in today's live stream covering current events, economic data, and how we prepare for the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. I am your host, Zach Rector. Make sure you guys smash that thumbs up and let's get straight on into it. Okay, thank you. First off, we got Bitcoin trading at 20,000. We have done a little bit of a pump, okay? For a Monday night session, a uh, little bit of a pump here. Ethereum up to 1300 XRP chilling at $0.47. Cents. Let's get right on into it, though. Okay, we got Robert Kiyosaki. Great news. First female elected prime minister of Italy. She wins running on a platform of God, family, and country. She has more guts than Americans running for office. Immediately, America's liberal left call her a fascist. America needs more leaders, male or female, with guts. I believe that too. We need we need leaders that are going to stand up for something, for truth. As I always say on this channel, not left, right. I'm here for all truth being revealed and actually getting something done. Let's move humanity forward. Okay, here we go. Let's continue on. What else are we working with here tonight? Pressure in the Nord Stream 2 pipeline drops to almost zero overnight in one of the two pipes, reason unknown. So once again, issues with the Nord Stream pipeline. This is Nord Stream 2. Okay, so we know that the other one I think is already down. Uh, you guys can correct me down below. I believe that the Nord Stream 1 is already down. Now we have uh, the second pipeline that is uh, almost almost to zero for the pressure in that one. So we're going to continue to watch that one unfold. It's only going to make that energy crisis worse over there in Europe. Gold Telegraph reporting breaking news after launching the digital ruble early next year, Russia plans to use the currency in mutual settlements with China. So uh, you guys just saw last week, Russia said that they are basically approving Bitcoin and uh, cryptocurrency for cross-border payments once again. So Russia has always just been one of those countries that flip-flops back and forth, but it looks like they're going to be rolling out their digital ruble next year, and they're going to be using that for mutual settlements with China. I wonder if they want to use a neutral bridge currency like XRP. It might help them out. I know both those countries don't trust each other. They are aligned against America, but we know that they don't trust each other. Bank of Japan, Bank of Japan announces unscheduled bond-buying operation panic time, reported from FX Hedge. So once again, we have another unscheduled announcement from another central bank. We saw the Bank of England had an unscheduled announcement today as well as the Federal Reserve, I think, uh, also just had another recent meeting as well. So we're watching them continue to do record bond buying, trying to keep things afloat. Continuing on, Peter Schiff, the 30-year fixed mortgage rate is now at 6.87%. It's highest in 20 years. But as the Fed still has a lot more work to do on the rate hikes, the realization that inflation is here to stay has yet to set in. Mortgage rates still have a long way to rise. 8% by year end seems likely. So how about that, folks? 8% on your mortgage rate. Uh, basically, you would have been at 600000 
um, the, the house that you would have been buying for 600,000 uh, when rates were back at about 3%, 4%. Now you're only going to be affording about 390,000. If we go to 8%, that number is going to get even worse. So affordability completely falling off a cliff and the real estate market is always lagging, but we're starting to see it break down. Certain cities are falling faster than others. Okay. Continuing on Goldman Sachs has begun laying off workers across the United States and the Wall Street giant is focused on calling mid-level investment bankers amid a downturn in deal-making as the economy slows per the New York Post. So we titled the episode here, Banking System Cannibalized. And that is a direct quote from Christine Lagarde. I'm gonna show you the clip here at the end of the show. But this is another example. And we've been talking about how the banking uh, sector was gonna be completely consolidated. I'm not a down with the bank, Bitcoin maxi type character. For me, I just understand that every single sector, every single asset class is getting consolidated. The mergers and acquisitions are an all time high and the layoffs have just begun and it's only gonna get worse from here with these companies. Now, this is what I really wanted to get into in tonight's show. Blockchain backer says, I believe the Dow Jones Industrial Average has popped. Now, I know you guys are here for cryptocurrency, but this is important to watch. He says that the long bear market or Great Depression for the DJI has begun. Many have built careers over the last decade proclaiming the Great Depression was upon us only for the DJI to rip up 400% while they cried wolf. Now, what he's referring to is a lot of people have been saying for the last 10 years that this thing was about to bust, that we didn't fix any of the issues of the 2008 financial crisis, we only made things worse, and that we were due for this bear market, due for this correction, and that we you know, could potentially be entering a great, quote unquote, great depression once again. And now we have blockchain backer who, someone who just sticks to the technical analysis, sticks to the numbers, and he is uh, basically suggesting here that uh, the Dow Jones has popped. He says, I'm going to build a case as to why the 30 year bear market for the DJI has begun using charts. I'll leave it to the experts to decipher trade calls, central bank planning, currency debasement, geopolitical wars, commodity shortages, etc. But I'm here just for charts. That's what BC Backer covers right here on this channel. We're going to be talking about the geopolitics. We're going to be talking about the commodity shortages. We're going to talk about currency debasement. We're going to talk about all the other speculation theories that are leading us up to this moment. And I'm going to show you guys here. Uh, basically, he's showing you through the charts that the Dow Jones has popped and that it is going to be going much lower. And I want to take you down to this, what he said right here. Um, okay. He says, it's also very possible we're nearing the capitulation moment of this move that will eventually lead to a giant retrace bounce that lasts for a couple of years, only to never set new highs, then roll over with the whole Great Depression taking 30 years to reach the bottom. That is my speculative guess that this isn't some three-year implosion of the Dow Jones like in the 1930s, but one that lasts for the rest of many people's lives, never seeing new all-time highs again. A retrace bounce sounds logical rather than utter collapse like the 1930s. But either way, he is suggesting that there will be no new highs set for the Dow Jones. Here's what I want to point out. When we just put together our Shemitah cycle deep dive and we showed you guys all of the cycles that are converging right now during this moment in time, and it takes us back to the 2008 great financial crisis, 1987 market crash, as well as the 1929 market crash where... What did we say? We bottomed out three years later in 1932, part of a 90 year cycle that marks the bottom of the market, took place in 1932, took place in 1842. Now we, we, here we are once again in 2022, 
90 years after the Dow Jones bottomed out, the stock market bottomed out in 1932. And this is the exact thing that he's talking about. Are we going to get that complete three-year implosion of the Dow Jones like we did in the 1930s? Or are we going to get one more bounce before we retrace and then we just continue downside for, he's suggesting, the rest of our lives? Think about the implications of that. Now, I want to continue on here. Wooston, okay, his speculation is, here's a glimpse of our near future. DJI will reach three digits. Yes, $1,000 to $999. He says, for some sectors, one zero digit will be removed. For others, two digits will be removed. What will happen with people who bought homes and cars with long-term debt globally and adjusted to dead currencies? Folks, this is incredible. I, you know, the Dow Jones just broke 30,000. To suggest that it's going to go below 1,000 is insane, right? That's absolutely insane. But what I wanted to share with you guys here tonight is, if you understand what the Dow Jones is, it's an index Okay, for uh, basically tracking the mar major industrial stocks since 1896. Now, they added, um, originally there was 12 stocks back in 1896. Eight stocks were added in 1916, 10 more in 1928, bringing the total to 30, which is where it stands today. So there's 30 stocks uh, that basically make up the Dow Jones Industrial Average. There's 500 that make up the S&P 500. Now, I've been showing you guys the S&P 500 chart that matches up exactly with the 2008 fractal that is about to take us back down in Q4 here over the next month or so. But it's important to look here at the timing of this. The Dow Jones added 10 more stocks to it in 1928 uh, during that incredible bull run leading up to the 1929 market crash that led us into a three-year implosion, the Great Depression, and then we didn't get back out of that until 1942. So really incredible to watch this unfold. As far as going down to 1,000 for the Dow Jones, I don't know about that. But it relates to the title of this video, Banking System Cannibalized. We're about to see the whole damn system cannibalized, including the Dow Jones. Now, the Dow Jones and the S&P 500, they don't often adjust them and, and basically change what stocks are in them. But I do believe that we are about to see that take place because of the, uh, you know, the emergence of this new technology, this new sector, digital assets, blockchain technology. Although it is expanding on the existing financial infrastructure, the existing financial uh, institutions, uh, we have new technology and we have new companies that quite possibly could be added to the Dow, could be added to the S&P 500. Companies like Ripple, com uh, you know, other companies like Circle, they're going to be major, major players that are going to be part of the banking system cannibalization, according to Christine Lagarde. I'm about to get into that cr uh, clip here at the end of this show. Let's get into our cryptocurrency update, though, because this is truly incredible. How much farther are we going to go? Uh, we're going to cover that here at the end, but let me get through this cryptocurrency news. Now, Crypto Whale says, Crypto platform Nexo is being sued by eight U.S. state sec uh, securities regulators after failing to register with regulators and lying to investors about their registration status. Now, this is why I thought that Nexo was kind of cool. It looked interesting, but I wasn't quite completely comfortable. And I especially was not comfortable with my XRP on any one of these platforms. Nexo was very popular for XRP holders, but here we have once again, another platform that is getting sued by eight US state securities regulators. Now, this isn't one I like to see. I'm not rooting on the states that are filing these lawsuits against these companies, but 
This is part of the birthing pains of a new financial system. This is what we have to go through. So we understand that. But I've always kept my XRP away from these exchanges in my own self-custodied wallets. And I always make sure that I kept it safe. Like I didn't trust any of these platforms. Jeremy Hogan telling us, uh, I'm not even going to get into what he's talking about in the library case, but uh, basically he's saying expect to see a decision this week in the library case. So let's look out for that. This one's going to set a lot of precedent here in the cryptocurrency space. We're going to get a ruling. The summary judgment briefs have already been filed from library and the SEC, just like they have been by Ripple and the SEC, but it's most likely that we're going to get a ruling in the library case first. Let's watch that one closely. Now, Flare, we've been waiting for Flare to launch. Mickle, uh, that's Markets Mickle on Twitter, says Flare distribution to take place between October 24th and November 14th of this year. Okay, so we got uh, about a month away before Flare distribution is about to occur. We will see what Coinbase is going to do. I had my XRP on Coinbase for the Flare snapshot, so I'm waiting to see. Is Coinbase and Brian Armstrong going to get their act together? I think that they will. I, I think that they are good faith actors that are trying to do the right thing. They're way ahead of the rest of the space. But we're going to watch this one unfold. The Flare Spark tokens is kind of like a, the cherry on top for a, a, us XRP holders. It's only going to add more utility to the XRP ledger. And it's just going to be another bonus uh, for us XRP holders. So we'll be watching that one closely. Continuing on, Digital Asset Investor. Secret that you won't hear on CNBC or Coindesk. XRP has outperformed both Bitcoin and Ethereum for the last seven days. 30 days, quarter, and year, even with the fake SEC lawsuit. Yes, nothing can stop what is coming, okay? And and everyone knows. You guys are seeing the whales buy XRP uh, to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars being spent on XRP over the last couple of weeks alone. We saw one whale do 500 million XRP at once. It's just been truly incredible to watch these whales picking up massive bags of XRP behind the scenes. And while the whole rest of the space is down, the stocks are down, Everything is just getting destroyed, burned down to the ground. XRP uh, just leading the way, pumping, what was it, a 40% pump over the last week or so. Uh, been it, just a beautiful thing to watch unfold. Okay, now we got this one from the Bitcoinist.com. Let's check this one out. So uh, let me move this one over here. So tomorrow, the September 27th, Ripple partner Bitso will roll out its new payment solution in Argentina. The product will enable users in Latin America country to access the first QR code payment system in the region powered by XRP and other cryptocurrency. Bitso, Bitso is one of the largest exchanges in the region with over 5 million users. In Argentina alone, the platform onboarded over 1 million customers that will be able to make QR code crypto payments in certain regions as of tomorrow. The product will expand to the entire country in the coming months. Now, what's critical about this is, see, this is what's happening is the institutions, the exchanges like Bitso are using XRP on the back end and they're using it to enable the retail payments, the, the micro transactions in countries like Argentina where you know they need to send 20 bucks back home right they need to send 50 bucks across to to uh you know back back home to argentina or whatever it's going to be this is in argentina i don't know um if this is for what is it for cross-border payments or if this is for payments within the country looks like it's within the region uh yeah but nonetheless just continued development and adoption of xrp this has uh, been interesting to watch bitso uh, roll out this payment solution here in Argentina. Just another one here for XRP. So we'll just continue to watch that. Now, we're going to wrap up this session by playing this clip here from Christine Lagarde. 
This is from a few years ago, and she's talking about the banking system being cannibalized. And she specifically mentions Circle, which is USDC, and Ripple being helpful in doing so, being helpful in cannibalizing and bringing about this new financial infrastructure. Listen to this clip, folks. Certainly see potential for CBDC. Um, uh, digital currency is what I'm referring to. I, I tell you, what we are seeing, and it changes so fast in a matter of one year, you know, the crypto assets at large have lost about 85% of their value in a matter of one year. What we are seeing at the moment is, is what Carlos was referring to, which is, you know, development into new technologies that will actually change the way in which intermediation is conducted. Eliminate some of the barriers, including the unconscious biases that exist out there. And, you know, I think in the, in the banking system at large in many, many countries, the difference will not be between those who are disrupted and those who um, survive, but it will be between those who are cannibalized because they are not seeing it coming and they're not embracing it. And those who self-induce that cannibalization, and I'm using cannibalization on purpose because it's a bit of a striking, horrible word, but it's really what it means. It's you're going to disrupt your business model, you're going to change it, you're going to reduce your cost, you're going to expedite your transactions, and you're going to continue to inspire confidence because you will build that on the basis of an existing backbone, which is your bank and the confidence relationship that you've established with your customers. So that's where I see changes happening now. If you think of Circle and Ripples and all those, that, that's where they are active and, and uh, helpful. Now, do you see that smile? Do you see that grin after she says that they are active and helpful and she gives that shit-eating grin? She knows. She's been at the table with Brad back at the BIS uh, going back years, years ago, back when she was the head of the IMF, the International Monetary Fund. For those of you who don't know who Christine Lagarde is, she was the head of the IMF. Now she's the head president of the European Central Bank. So such a key actor in this world stage and the rollout of this new financial system. As she mentioned, Circle and Ripple active and helpful in rolling out and cannibalizing the banking system. And it's like she was like excited about this, right? And I, I believe, in my opinion, that this uh, the reason why that this excites them is because they get to bring the power even more centralized, more control uh, for these uh, basically supranational super uh, bodies and entities uh, like the European Central Bank, like uh, Ripple, like the IMF, like the BIS. Ripple has been at the table with these groups for years, right? And we've been saying on this channel that the deals have been done for so long. We are finally getting there, folks. This is such an incredible moment to watch XRP steal the show, go on a run last week while the whole rest of the space is getting wrecked. Now, to summarize this, where are we at right now? We just wrapped up the Shemitah year. You guys have already probably watched my Shemitah cycle deep dive. If you haven't already, make sure you go watch that and uh, understand when the t the timeline is basically now until the election which is november 8th where we're expecting a market crash to continue and come in even harder so look for that to happen um the specific dates that i think that the crash would conclude is going to be the 9th through the 16th which is the feast of tabernacles i'm not going to explain it here i've already explained it in my shemitah cycle deep dive so i'm not going to explain it here 
but it's the 9th through the 16th of October. Let's see if that call comes through, but nonetheless, the window of opportunity is basically we're already in it all the way through back-to-back -back eclipses. We have the solar eclipse on the 25th of October, and then we have the lunar eclipse on the 7th and 8th of November, right before that election in November 8th. So gonna be truly incredible to watch. I do not think that the bottom is in. I think that this is another setup. Um, if you guys are wondering what I'm doing, I just uh, got back from a trip, so that's why I took a few days off. Sorry for, for being gone for a couple days here, but I uh, enjoyed a weekend away. Now I am back and we got tapped back in. First thing that I did back in the office is I see that Bitcoin's pumping. It went back up over 20K. I said, fantastic. I placed a fresh Bitcoin short. So once again, shorting Bitcoin. And then right after that, I just went and bought more XRP at 47 cents. You know, and even though I think that the market crash does take XRP lower as well, I'm just not waiting around and I'm hitting new, new, um, new levels in my XRP bag that I never thought I was going to be able to get to. So I'm super thankful for that. But nonetheless, folks, I am calling here on this channel for the market to continue to the downside for uh, basically a market crash. We're talking about a 35% drop over an eight week period for the stocks. It's going to be worse for cryptocurrency. We're in the middle of it and it's going to continue to the downside over the next month or so. I want you guys to be prepared for that, whatever your strategy is for buying stocks, buying more cryptocurrencies. If you're looking to buy real estate, you're going to be looking to do that over the next year or two because real estate's lagging as far as your business. It's an incredible time to be starting your business, starting your side hustle. You need to get your paper up. You need to get more money because the inflation crisis will only get worse. As Peter Schiff covered at the beginning of the show, he's expecting interest rates to go up to 8% as they try to combat this inflation crisis. Now, one other thing that I you know, didn't touch on, over the weekend, it does look like there is a coup underway in China. That's hard to confirm. A lot of reports coming out of that region. I don't know. We'll continue to watch that one unfold. But nonetheless, guys, uh, we, we knew that the end of the Shemitah year was going to be exciting, but it is not over. Remember, uh, the crash of 2008, 1987, and 1929 all concluded during the Feast of Tabernacles, which this year is going to be October 9th through the 16th. We'll see if history is going to repeat. But I thought it was some interesting analysis from blockchain backers suggesting that the Dow Jones will never hit a new all-time high, even within my lifetime. Uh, I think that that's pretty incredible, but uh, my speculation is that they are going to reset and restructure the Dow Jones uh, in in indexes, as well as the S&P 500 as well for this new technology, these new emerging companies that are going to be running the show, like Ripple, like XRP, and uh, we have invested in court accordingly. So without uh any uh we got no super chats tonight that's all right hey guys thank you for smashing that thumbs up though i am going to wrap up this session and i will see you guys tomorrow as well um had to take a few days off had a great trip went down to palm springs california um that was a little bit toasty down there for me it was about 107 degrees down there in palm springs but nonetheless, it was a good time uh, sipping cold beverages by the pool. That was fun. But we are back to work here this week. You guys can expect content every single day going forward. We're going to keep you guys tapped in on the current events, economic data, and the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. If you guys are looking to join my community, exclusive Discord community, head on over to my website, zachrector.com, and sign up for the Patreon. We will see you guys in the next one. Take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community 
over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in. And all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.